7.05 on your Wednesday morning. Look, I'm going to give it to you straight. You have an offer in front of you, a severance package. You were just let go. You don't know what to do. You're about to sign it. You think, oh, yeah, a week per year is beautiful. That's beautiful. That's what my dad got 50 years ago. You know what? You're probably wrong, and you should call Lior tonight under that banner or any other concerns when it comes to employment law. He will answer all of your questions. And uh, when the microphones are turned off, it is very simple, 416-216-5900 and Lior at employmenthour.com. We always start with the week that was. That's right, John, and I'm always happy to be back here. We talk about employment law, workplace rights. God knows that when people work, they have jobs, when they spend time there, things come up, issues, questions, uh, concerns. Now's the time. Now's the show. We're here till 8 o'clock. Let's bring it on. Let's talk about it. And to start us all off, let me start off by uh, talking about two situations that I saw that I dealt with uh, in in this previous week. So the first one I'll tell you about, the very sad situation involved a lady that had worked for a a company as a bookkeeper for uh, well over 20 years, about 26, 27 years. And about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now, she, uh, she fell ill with cancer, very serious form of cancer. And had to be off work, obviously, uh, for, for treatment, chemotherapy, etc. Her employer knew that's what's happening. Now, fast forward uh, to earlier this year, and around January, she, she got better, thankfully. She was still under treatment, but she was well enough now to go back to work. She contacted her employer saying, thank God, you know, things are better. I want to come back to work. Her employer responds in a way they shocked her. Her employer says, well, what are you talking about? You haven't been in touch with us for the last year and a half, so you don't work here anymore. You haven't updated us. You haven't told us what your status is, so you're gone. Uh, and, and she was extremely upset. She had worked so hard to get back to work and uh, called me at that point and said, well, what do I do? Did I lose my job? Did I quit somehow? And what I told her is, of course you didn't quit. You, you don't have to update them uh, if they're not asking for information. Your employer could have easily asked you about your status, where you're at. They knew you were undergoing cancer treatment. If they wanted an update, they could have asked for one. Now, if they asked for an update and if you ignored them without a good reason, maybe that's an issue. But you don't have the obligation to keep providing them an update if they don't ask for it. So, of course, you've been terminated. And beyond that, it's a human rights issue. Yeah. Now, this lady, I'm telling you right now, will get 24 months compensation easy. Her employer made a big mistake here. Uh, they should not have uh, ended the relationship that way. She deserved a lot better after 26 years. Uh, and I'm going to make sure that they have to, to pay what she's actually owed. Uh, and remember that if you're off on a disability leave, you have the right to your job back. There's no, uh, there's no exception to that. That'll dovetail to our first call of the night, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Mary in Niagara, good, uh, good evening. Mary, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You got a question for Lior? Go ahead. Yes, it's uh, in regards to my daughter. Um, she is just finishing up her mat leave. She's scheduled to go back to work uh, in a couple of uh, weeks. Uh, she's uh, worked for this um, employer for 21 years, okay. and um, primarily it was uh, part-time. Some of it was full-time, but regardless, uh her uh, her immediate supervisor, who uh, is in charge of scheduling, um, he did allude to the fact that he would try to give some accommodation regarding my uh, my daughter's uh, partner's uh, schedule and, and so forth. And she did drop down to part time. He initially said, "Well, 
he would uh, do his best. Now um, he's saying, no, there's, there's no possibility. Now, in the past, um, when my daughter was uh, going to university, they did accommodate her. Uh, they did, you know, give her her, her evenings uh, clear to go to school. But apart from that, now, um, you know, like it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, well, we're trying to work this out. Right. But um, So, Mary, I, if I understand correctly, then your daughter wants to go back to work, but she may need a bit of a different schedule than she had before because of her husband's schedule. So here's, here's how this works. An employer absolutely has to accommodate, but only in situations where the reason your daughter needs this new schedule is that's the only real way for her to still care for her, for her child. For example, if she has to pick them up at a certain time and, and really th- there's no other way, there's no chance to make other arrangement, then they have to accommodate her. On the other hand, if the schedule she's asking for is just a bit more convenient, then even though it's more convenient, they wouldn't necessarily have to accommodate. So it's a question really of, is the only way she can provide care for her child by being accommodated by her employer? If the answer is yes, that's the only way, then they have to do it. And if they refuse to do it, that's a problem. That's illegal. That's a violation of the Human Rights Code, and she needs to call me. So again, not about what, what's convenient necessarily to your daughter. It's about, is this accommodation required? Okay. Well... Yeah, I guess, um, well, she's working on things, too, like uh, calling, uh, you know, like human rights and the labor board and so forth. But I just thought, you know, I'm just going to give you... Yeah, and, and that's what human rights would tell her, what I told yeah. you. So yeah. my, my best advice is let me speak to her. Have her give me a call. I can find out some more information. It's certainly possible that if this is, is, a, uh, is an accommodation situation, one letter from me to her employer may just resolve this. Mary, that number, 416-216-5900, 416-216-5900. Gary, hang on the line. We'll get to you. Take a, a quick break here. Our first one, more phone calls coming in. You know the number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. The Employment Hour just getting warmed up. 7.15 on the Employment Hour on your Wednesday evening. Always the phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Gary uh, in Toronto here. Thanks for hanging in. Gary, how are you? Thank you. I have an employment question. I've uh, worked for a company in a sales capacity for the last 16 years. It's a commissioned sales position, full-time job. I was given a notice of termination for the end of 2016 and uh, was wondering if I have any sort of uh, claim for uh, um, compensation or severance uh, with the company. Sure. When did you receive the notice, Gary? Received the notice uh, in December of last year. So essentially they give you one year's notice. One year's notice, but the unique part of the situation is this is strictly a commission-based job. Yes. Uh, whatever is sold is whatever gets paid for. Got it. And basically after April of this year, um, all sales opportunities will have just been, will have been confirmed and put to bed, and there won't be anything for me to do after that period. So Okay, so is it fair to say that after April you won't really be earning any income? Correct. Because whatever whatever I will whatever products might ship later on in the year, I will get paid out on the commissions when those orders ship. Let's say in October or September. But in the meanwhile, there will be no other earned income opportunities there. Okay, and it's because the company, I guess, is, is winding down. That's why there's no other opportunities. 
Um, the company technically said it's winding down, but has not said that 100%. So as far as um, I know, the company will still be going on in 2017. Okay. So here's, here's the thing. Uh, first of all, how old are you, Gary? 51. 51, and you've been there for 16 years. Uh, so, right. And how many people work for the company approximately? It's a small company, um, less than 20 people, payroll less than a million dollars. So you are, uh, I, I assess you as being owed right around 15 to, to 16 months severance. You're getting a year's notice, which means that at the end of that year, they still owe you three to four months pay. Now, that said, if because of changes that they're making come April, you're not going to earn any income, you can say that in April, you've now been constructively dismissed. Whatever they've they've done some changes, and because of these changes, you're not going to be able to work. You're not going to earn income, even though quote unquote you're still employed. Therefore, you may be able to take the position in April that by doing this company, you've now terminated me. Now I'm owed my severance. I don't even have to stay till December and just you know twiddle my thumbs and, and hope for the best. Uh, so you may actually be able to leave in the in April, get your full severance, and that's going to be uh, significant because if you leave in April, you're probably looking at another nine, ten months pay that they're going to owe you. So uh, if that's the case, if you're not going to earn any income come April, you need to give me a call at that time or, or, or now, and we can make arrangements to deal with this in April because you actually may not have to stay till the end of the year. Okay. I will definitely do that. Excellent, Gary. Gary, that number, 416-216-5900. Got uh, Mary. Good evening, Mary. Oh, hi. Uh, I work for this company since uh, 2003, and in 2013, uh, we were informed that our division is going to sell to another big company. And in 2014, I have a car accident, and I was in short-term disability, and uh, then uh, I become long-term disability, but in 2015, the transition uh, from uh, my company to a new one happened, and uh, the two companies, they have an agreement that anybody that was in disability, they will not do the transition like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. And right now, I'm in long-term disability, but I don't have a job to go back because disagreement between these two companies. How is that possible? So, Mary, would you at some point be clear to go back to work? Well, I'm hoping so, yes. Okay. So when that happens, Mary, okay, let's say it's next month, next year, whatever that is, uh, the company still owes you severance. The old company still owes you severance. So if there's no job for you to go back to, they have to pay you severance. And if you've been there since 2003, you're probably looking at at least a year's pay, maybe more than a year's pay. So, but, but, but the thing is, like my job is still there. They just hire somebody else, another person. Like my job is there, didn't disappear. But because they have the agreement and they didn't take nobody that was in disability at that time, I was working on the say what's happening, that the closing happened just in uh, yeah. 2015. We probably can't necessarily do much about the job. If, if they're not going to hire the new company won't hire you because uh, they've now done something else. So, But what you are going to be owed, this is not a situation where you simply walk away, you don't get anything. You're going to be owed significant severance, at least a year's pay, maybe more than that, 14, 15, 16 months pay. Uh, but we have to deal with that whenever you're actually clear to return to work. Okay. But isn't that discrimination that I didn't sign the transition paper like all my, like 99% of the people that I work with? 
How well, is that possible? The, the, the new company can always decide who they want to take on. They don't have to take on everyone. So because of that, yeah, there's, a, there's an argument that it's a human rights issue, but because it's a new company, arguably that's not going to apply here. So this is simply ultimately a, a question of severance. Uh, but remember, if there's no job for you, you're going to be owed severance, and we should definitely, definitely talk at that time. Mary, you too. Keep that number down, 416-216-5900. More of your phone calls. Guys, hang on the line. We'll get to you. And the number to call in, as you probably know, is 416-870-6400. 725 on the Employment Hour, and right back to the phone. Thanks for hanging in there. Sheila, you got a question for Lior? Go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, I'll make it quick. Sure. I've been with my company for 20 years, and in that 20 years, they moved us from Markham to downtown, from downtown to Mississauga, and now this year we're moving to Brampton. And it's just getting further and further away from home. I wondered, like, what my rights are. Can I refuse to go, or am I stuck? Because I've made those moves all the way along. So, good question, Sheila. Where's home? Where do you live? I, well, I actually lived in Markham when I started with the employer, but when I moved downtown, I moved to Scarborough. You moved to Scarborough. To be the work. Yeah, and now, now they're going to be all the way in Mississauga. I'm in Mississauga now. I've moved to, I moved to Mississauga. I yep. did that for a year and a half. Yeah. And then I asked them, I said, I can't do the drive. They let me move back to Bloor Street again, downtown, which was fine. And then I got a new manager and they moved me back to Mississauga. But they're now shutting down the office and moving us to Brampton. Okay. So, so you're going to have to commute from, from uh, Scar- Scarborough, Scarborough to, to Brampton. Brampton. Okay. So here's what I like. I like the fact that back when you were working in Mississauga, you made it clear you can't do it, and they agreed to, to allow you to continue working downtown. Uh, mm-hmm. Arguably, Brampton is even, even further. So yeah. I actually, yeah, I, I think that despite the past history, the fact that you dealt with this matter in, in uh, last time when you were in Mississauga, you didn't just accept it. You mm-hmm. now absolutely have the ability to say, in my view, that no, I, I don't have to do this. And if that's your only choice, this would be a constructive dismissal, which would allow you to get your severance. Obviously, a commute from uh, Scarborough to, to, to Brampton is a significant one. It's going to take you a long time every day. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that you were trying to do a similar commute in the past and, and they backed off it, uh, is actually very helpful. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of got into the mix, uh, this week they actually put out packages for voluntary retirement, okay. which I received. But so, when I look yeah. at it, it's not that great. So, Well, let's talk about that, Sheila. How long have you worked there? Uh, I'd be, I'll be there 19 years in July. Okay. And what kind of a job generally? What do you do? Um, I'm an analyst there. Analyst. All right. Got it. And how old are you, Sheila? I am 58, 59 in July. So for you, it shouldn't be anything less than 18 months. What was the uh, offer for? Oh, it wasn't anything close to that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If this is a constructive dismissal, which it will become, as I've said, then you're out 18 months, whether they want to or not, whether they call it a retirement or whatever it is. Well, they're actually, they're calling it voluntary retirement. Yeah, no, you, you don't have do to that. accept it. But like they're They're just giving you the option to... They gave everybody letters that right. is at a certain age. And so we put that aside. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is that if they tell you your only choice, you have no choice but either to, to be out of here or to move to Brampton or to, to work in Brampton, yeah. that's a constructive dismissal, which triggers your termination entitlements, which for you would be 18 months pay. Mm-hmm. So if, if that happens, whenever that happens, once you know that, that you know they've established that and there's no way there, uh, no, way, no other way, Give me a call, and if you decide not to move, 
I'll help you get your severance. Again, that number, 416-216-5900. Got uh, Billy in Toronto. Thanks for hanging in, Billy. How are you? Hey, good, good, good afternoon. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. Sorry about that. No I work for a, I work for a public company here, and I'm uh, in in Toronto, and I'm I'm very good at what I do. Um, it's uh, partly sales involved, and they've hired a new gentleman uh, who's going to be taking over. Um, um, the old boss was go- soon to retire, and he's been uh, really grinding me around and and that and. I'd like to know what my options are. And I don't want to really quit because I know there won't be a severance package. And I also don't want to get fired for uh, going back at him and, and responding to him in a, in a negative way. I was wondering, what, what options do I have? So the best option is, well, ideally, you'd want them to, to start not grinding you, as you said, to, to treat you in a different way so you can continue working the way you have. One of the ways to try to accomplish that is to speak with your doctor and maybe have him provide you a letter saying that you need some, some assistance. Maybe you need some accommodation in terms of hours of work, not, you know, not to work more than a certain amount of hours, or potentially even to take you off work for a little while uh, for medical reasons. Because what happens then, if, if he takes you off work for medical reasons, you come back to work uh, and, and things don't improve, you may have an argument to say that you've been constructively dismissed. They've been, it created such a work situation that it impacts your health to the point that you had to go on a disability leave. So what we're trying to do here is create a situation where either they back off and they allow you to, to, to continue working the way that they have, or a situation where you can potentially leave with severance. Because what you and don't how- want to happen is you don't want to leave without severance. Yes, exactly, and that's what that's what I'm trying to avoid to do. Is there any way I could come to your office and pay for a consultant and fee? And do you do do you do things like that? That that's all we do. Please don't ever call me with a real estate question because I don't know anything about that. Uh, we only <laughs> deal with these types of matter, Billy. So absolutely, I'd be more than happy to talk to you and, and advise you, and we can create exactly the right scenario for you that allows you to deal with this. So please do give me a call. Starts with that number, Billy, 416-216-5900. You want to give us a call, the number is 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots, lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up on Talk Radio AM 640. All right, Lior, you ready? 734, I am. I am. Employment well, you, Hour. Well, you can call me Lauren if you want. That's fine. Yeah. You're both good fellas. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Kevin out on the QE, uh, hands-free, obviously. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Thanks for taking my call, first of all. Um, I was in a job uh, for three months. I was let go. But within those three months, they had like a little party, and they were giving away prizes, and I won a trip to Florida. Now, about I'd say about two or three weeks after that, I lost the job. They let me go. Now, I want to know if I was entitled to that trip or not. First of all, have you spoken to them about it? Have you asked them if they're going to honor it? Well, I once once I lost the job, I went back for my last paycheck, and I asked about it, and they said, well, since we no longer employ you, you're not entitled to it anymore. You know, it's it's a very good question. It, it, it comes down to what was the deal, meaning in some cases this they, they may say, you know, this is kind of a, a, an incentive to our employees, so... You know, you have to be employed at a certain time in order to get it. It seems to me, though, 
that unless you did something awful to the point that they could let you go for cause, there would be no reason why they wouldn't honor that that trip. Uh, I, I mean, you, you participated, you know, you, you, you played by the rules, so my, the rules that they set up for this, this little competition and, and you won it. I can't imagine why they wouldn't uh, be obliged to pay that to you. So, uh, and then, you know, it may well be that uh, a letter from me may just made them re- make them realize that they have to pay it. That's a very interesting situation, not necessarily one that I've come across before, but I can't see any legal basis for them to deny you this trip. So I'd have you give me a call. Maybe I'll send a letter and that could uh, hopefully result in a free uh, tri- trip to Florida. We'll go. Uh, Kevin, that number, 416-216-5900. And if you're uh, looking to call, shy, bashful, don't give us a call right here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We always like to do this every couple shows, and that's uh, just, you know, clarify some misconceptions when it comes uh, in respect to severance. I mean, the big glaring obvious one is the two weeks per year, which we will get to. But uh, another one is, you know, you have to work at least five years to get severance. Yeah, a lot of misconceptions when it comes to severance, a lot. Uh, You know, you and I were talking before the show about uh, people that you know, uh, you know, accepting severance that was pennies on the dollar because they didn't know any better. Well, it's because of these misconceptions. It's probably one of the biggest ones is the fact that you have to work a certain amount of time, uh, five years, whatever it is, before you qualify for severance. That is wrong, wrong, wrong. Every employee is entitled to severance. Uh, and even if you work for a few months, you're still owed compensation. You're still owed severance if the company lets you go. And short-service employees often get even more severance than longer-service employees. So there's no minimum of five years. Uh, it's very simple. You lost your job, you get severance. Unless, of course, you, the, the company had cause. You did something so bad, so awful, so terrible that they're allowed to let you go without any compensation. That is very rare. So a good, good place to go if you want to know how much you're owed, if you're not sure uh, what's, what's owed to you, just go to the severance calculator. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly how much you're owed. It's free, it's easy to use, and it's accurate. Uh, severancepaycalculator.com. How about uh, the company has to have a payroll of $2.5 million in order to owe severance? Yeah, that and the previous one the, the, uh, go hand in hand. A lot of people think that you only get severance if you work for a certain uh, size company, a company with a certain amount of payroll. Again, wrong. What did I say before, John? I said that if you lost your job, you're entitled to severance. Size of the company's payroll is actually irrelevant. If you work for a small company with two employees or a huge company with 2,000 employees, all things being equal, you're going to be owed the same amount of severance. Now, the size of the payroll may be relevant with respect to a person's minimum entitlements, mm-hmm. but it's completely irrelevant when it comes to a person's full termination entitlements. Again, the severance calculator uh, will be the great, uh, the, the most effective, easiest way to find out how much you're owed severancepaycalculator.com. But remember, the size of the company, the size of the company's payroll ultimately is irrelevant. And here's the one that everyone says, you're absolutely wrong. I'm for sure it's only one or two weeks every year of service. That's right. That is the big one. That is the the, the most obvious glaring misconception that everyone uh, believes, or hopefully people that, that uh, don't believe that anymore, but a lot of people still do is that you only get a week's pay per year of service. Maybe it's two weeks' pay per year of service if you lost your job. That is wrong, okay? That's not true at all. You get much more than that, and your entitlements are calculated based on three factors. The length of your employment, 
your age and the type of job that you have, okay? So because of that, there's no rule of a week per year, two weeks per year, or anything else. Many people would be getting several months per year. For example, you could have worked for a company for a, for four months, and you could be owed six months severance. Yeah. You, you know, you've only worked for four months. So that's, I don't even know what that would translate to. I don't know, it's a, like a, week, a year per year, I don't know. But my point yeah. is, or a month per month, uh, but the point is that there's no such rule, and any, anyone that believes that, unfortunately, they're laboring under a misconception, and they may then end up accepting a severance offer that's pennies on the dollar. Don't do that. And I think we'll talk about where that misconception comes from after we take a, a quick break. In the interim, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number to call. It's 743 in the employment hour, and right back to the phones. Chernum and Burnham got uh, Mike in Toronto. Good evening, Mike. Yes, how are you? Good, pal. What's happening? Uh, just a question I want to ask. Is there a difference in service package if you're a manager or in management as opposed to like hourly pay worker? Yeah, there is. Uh, generally, the more senior a position you have, the more severance is owed to you. So uh, the three factors are the, your position, your age, and the length of your employment. So generally, a manager would get more severance than a non-manager, all other things being equal. Okay. Is this great. your situation? No, no, just some questions I'm asking, just for, you know, for my own peace of mind, you know. Absolutely, Mike, and you, if you always want to know specifically how much you're owed, you can always go to severancepaycalculator.com. Awesome, thank you. Thanks, you're, Mike. It's where they fall short is on overtime. Managers don't get overtime. Correct? Managers are right. exempt from yeah. overtime, not severance. We'll get uh, Ed here in Brampton. Good evening, Ed. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Okay, just walking, I'll stop here. The reason I'm calling now, two years ago, I was let go from a sales position. They said with just cause. The reason being is that I worked evenings with my brother in real estate. Now, I told them that up front. In the contract I signed, it wasn't on, and I told them I could not sign it because of that. He told me not to worry about it. You'll have it changed. The day I quit my job that they took me from and went to sit down to sign the final contract, it still wasn't on there. And I told him, I said, it's not listed on here. And he said, don't worry about it. Two years later, I get fired because of that. Okay. And I went to an adjudicator. Um, I hired, well, I went to a lawyer, then I got expenses. So I went to adjudication and settled on that. And they basically ruled against me. And I know I'm coming up to my two years, I'm coming going, it still bugs me that they got away with that. So uh, uh, do you say time. adjudication under the Canada Labor Code? Yeah, I went to yeah under Canada Labor Code. I had to go downtown and. Meet so what, what kind of here. what kind of company was this? What do they do? Transportation. Transportation. Yeah. So so here's here's the unfortunate uh, situation. I mean, going the adjudication route was you know let, let let me be honest was not the right method. Unfortunately, because you went down the road uh, and that there was a decision that matter has now been dealt with. We may not like the result, but it's been okay. dealt with. So we we can't reactivate it. If if you and I had spoken back then, uh, I would have said, yeah, let's start a claim uh, for wrongful dismissal. This would have resolved. It, it wouldn't even have had to go to court. We would have settled it probably within a, a couple of months. Uh, but unfortunately, because it's already been adjudicated, uh, whether you were right or, or, or wrong or whether the adjudicator made a mistake or not, ultimately, there's not much we could do to reactivate this now. Okay. I, I just wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything unturned. For sure. That's why it's always good. You know, it doesn't cost anything just to give you a phone call and just get some advice before you move forward in any regard, right? It is because there's it's, strategy here is very important. Yeah. And just because you have an avenue available to you doesn't make that the best avenue. Gotcha. So that's why you should call me. Got uh, Ben and Barry. Good evening, Ben. How are you? Uh, good evening, fellas. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, in regards to bringing a union into a, into a company, 
Yep. Um, I was wondering if there would be any uh, any uh, retaliation from the employer if uh, if it ever got out that the certain employee X called the union in. A very good question, Ben. An employer is strictly uh, prohibited from retaliating, punishing, or disciplining an employee because that employee wanted to have a union or try to bring a union. Uh, the Labor Relations Act makes that very, very clear. That's illegal. Uh, and if you find out that that's the case, you should give me a call. But no, they're not. By the way, the fact that I said they're not allowed doesn't mean that can't happen. Employers may often do that. It's just illegal to do it. So uh, if that happens, uh, give me a call. But otherwise, that's completely illegal. The laws couldn't be any more clear on this point. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Sure, Ben. We'll get to one more before we take a break here. Susan in Toronto. Hi, Susan. Hi. How are you doing? Good. I I just have two questions. Are any severance packages allowed to have waivers or deadlines attached to them? So, okay, let let me answer the question. Every package... And usually is going to have a deadline, but that deadline usually is irrelevant. An employer is going to say, well, we need you to sign this back by Friday at five o'clock. That deadline ultimately is meaningless. You have two years to pursue your legal rights, uh, and it would only be relevant if they're offering you more compensation than what you're actually owed. I can tell you that no severance package mm-hmm. is going to offer you more than what you're owed. So even though it does contain deadlines, don't worry about those deadlines. I've said that, this before on the show. I tell that to my clients all the time. That deadline is meaningless. Now, in terms of a waiver, what we call a release, a standard severance package is going to contain a release. It's essentially, it's going to say, we, were going to, we are going to pay you this amount of money, whatever that is. In exchange for that, you're going to sign this release. That's, a, that's fine. A release is a standard legal document. The thing is, you cannot sign it until you know you've gotten what you're owed. Mm-hmm. So if your employer is offering you two months pay and they're saying, sign this uh, release... What if you're owed 10 months pay instead of two months pay? Why would you sign a release at that point? So the first step is whenever you're let go, whenever you're staring at a severance package, you have to give me a call. Let me review the offer, tell you if it's adequate, if it's not, what else you need to know about it. And if it's not adequate, we can improve it. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. Uh, Really, it's a question of what are you accepting and is it adequate? Does that answer your question, Susan? Uh, almost. I've got, you know, I've got to have something signed by tomorrow. Well, no, you when don't. I sign the release. You, you don't need to have anything by tomorrow because, as I said, your legal rights do not expire tomorrow. If you want to think about this for the next year and a half, I'm not suggesting you do that. But if you if you want to, then you can. Tomorrow's deadline means nothing. Okay. What you need to do, if there's a deadline, you need to give me a call, let me review the offer, and I'll tell you. And if I look at it and I say it's a good package, then by all means, sign it today, tomorrow, whenever that is. But if it's not, well, let me ask you, how long have you worked there, Susan? 36 years in the summer. Are are they offering you 24 months pay? No. Then it's not a good package. That's all I need to know right there. When did you get this offer? A week ago, Monday. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. What what are they offering? How many uh, months' compensation? A year. Yeah, well, that's exactly 50 cents on the dollar. So, Susan, you're not going to sign. Well, you can do whatever you want, but you'd be wrong, in my humble opinion, to sign this tomorrow because you're going to be giving up a year's pay, one year's pay that you're owed. So that's not a good offer. Let's you and I speak off here. John, I'll give you the number here in a second, and I can easily help you improve that package. Not a problem. Sure, okay. All right, just hang on the line, or at least uh, just hang up, and I'll give you the number as we uh, go to a break. Susan, do do not sign that thing. And call this number, please, tomorrow, first thing when you get up. Well, you'll probably be up sooner than Lior, but a little later on. Uh, 416-216-5900. Again, Susan, 416 216 
5900, the employment hour continues. It is vital information you got to have it in your pocket right here on Talk Radio AM 640. Yeah, 754 here on the employment hour. You know, that last phone call with Susan is the essence of why we've been doing this for three years, right? So there you go. You dig a little deeper, you find out it's been 36 years, by the way, that we did the math off air. And she, she started working that company when you were three. Thank you for telling people how old I am. I appreciate okay. that, Johnny. So you're a, you're a little guy, right? Yeah. So she's looking at a year thinking that's okay. We just found out it should be double. A double. Right. And, and she's feeling the pressure because she feels she has to sign this by tomorrow. So please don't feel that pressure. Your legal rights don't expire tomorrow. And, and making that call, in, in Susan's case, it's worth one year's pay. Exactly. It's a huge deal. We'll take uh, Nick here in Toronto. Hi, Nick. Good evening. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? Okay. What's your question? Um, my wife just recently uh, started a new job. Uh, it's a very senior position, and uh, but she has a probation period about six months. Um, but uh, she also just got pregnant, so um, you know, we're expecting a, our, our first child. And uh, I just wanted to know if she notified uh, the employer within that six-month period, probation period, would they be able to terminate her based on or uh, on probation ground reasons? For uh, because of her pregnancy. Uh, first of all, Nick, congratulations. Congratulations, Thank yeah. You. Uh, second, to, to answer your question is, well, they, they would be very foolish to do so unless they can show objectively that your wife was not a good fit, that she was doing something that makes it uh, unwise to continue employing her, uh, then maybe. But if they can't show that objectively, no, they cannot let her go and say, well, it's probation, so it doesn't matter. Absolutely not. That would be a human rights violation. So if your wife is doing a good job, as I'm sure that she is, uh, the law protects her. She should tell them uh, whenever she is comfortable. I mean, that's a personal decision. Uh, and she's entitled to, to her job. She's entitled to take maternity leave. And she's entitled to have her job back at the end of the leave. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, if they try to use some sort of an excuse to let her go, saying, oh, you're on probation, so it doesn't really matter, that's illegal. She needs to call me uh, because they absolutely cannot do that. Okay, thank you very much. Nick, that number, 416-216-59. Let's talk about that for a second. I mean, that is, as you mentioned in past shows, that is the, that is the ace of spades, that is the grand poobah of infractions is the, the, the pregnant employee. Right. Yeah, and a lot of employers, when they find out someone's pregnant, they, they, they scratch their head and say, well, we want to let this person go now because they're going to be on mad leave. So let's come up with another reason. Let's, let's find something uh, and say that that's why we're letting her, uh, her go. Unfortunately for them, that doesn't work, okay? We're smarter than that. So unless you can really show some objective, legitimate reason that has absolutely nothing to do with the pregnancy, we're going to see right through that. Uh, and and you know, what do I say? You don't mess with the pregnant employee. You just don't. You don't let them go. You don't demote them. You don't reduce their hours. And you give them their job back when they're back from maternity leave. Uh, there really should be no exceptions to that. The law does come down really hard on employers they don't abide by that, so so don't let that happen. And if you are an employee, you you're going to mad leave, or your wife is, etc. Uh, and you're not treated the way I've just said. You have to give me a call. We'll do it once again before we wrap up the uh, severance pay calculator. What a tool this is! Severancepaycalculator.com. Anyone should go to Susan. Uh, people that are in her situation, you lost your job. You want to know if this package in front of you is good. You're worried about this deadline. 
to start off, go to severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly how much you're owed. You can contact me directly from the calculator if you want. Just press the little green button. Uh, happy to talk to you. Severancepaycalculator.com. And the number there is absolutely accurate. Have it no is. ifs, ands, or buts about that, right? It's always accurate. It's completely accurate. Uh, if it's high, it's because... That's what the law provides. I don't make up the law. I don't make up the numbers. It's what the law provides. And if you didn't get your phone calls in tonight, you can go to terminationquestions.com as well as a drop-down menu. Chances are your question's already been asked and answered, but it uh, will be quickly if it hasn't, right? Yeah. Ask me the question on terminationquestions.com. I'm always available. I answer questions there. It's anonymous. It's free. Terminationquestions.com. It's a whole uh, community that's used it. There's thousands of questions that have been answered. Uh, always go to terminationquestions.com. Live here every Wednesday evening with Leo in the Employment Hour, and we're back in the weekend as well. In the meantime, the number is 416-216-5900, and the email, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. This has been the Employment Hour, once again on Talk Radio, AM 640.